All right, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. Thanks for tuning in. We are presented by BetUS.com. Bet with three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or 200% bonus with crypto using DSP code uh, DSP200, that code. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more. BetUS.com. You bet you win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Follow me on Twitter at that Happens. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, defeat Wisconsin 55 to 21, improved to 4 0 on the season. Still number three in the country behind Georgia and Alabama. Um, the Buckeyes have now won 26 straight con- uh, Big Ten games at the Horseshoe. Uh, their last loss in the Big Ten at home was 17 to 14 to Michigan State back in 2015. So, uh, big games again. Obviously, look, CJ Stroud does what he does. Uh, amazing now. He is. Um, uh, only a three, I think three touchdown passes away from tying Justin Fields for number two on the all-time list for Ohio State. He's first in the country in touchdown passes efficiency. Um, he's just he, an incredible, um, it, it, it's an, an incredible, incredible season so far uh, for C.J. Stroud, and it's only getting better. So, um, also Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams all each rush for over 100 yards. Um, Henderson had 121 yards on 21 carries. Williams had 11 for 101. Couple of first half touchdowns for him. First time since Trey Sermon and Justin Fields did that in a game. Two Buckeyes over 100 yards each against Michigan State back in 2020, and it's it's so much fun to watch this offense when it's in high gear. And th- th- I don't see any way it, it's difficult to find a way to, that you can stop Ohio State because you know Henderson. Although Henderson is not going to be a Heisman candidate this year, and that's not his fault. He's not going to be a Heisman candidate because he's not going to get enough carries to do it, not enough touches, and that's okay. Mayan Williams is a great 1B. He's a great compliment to Travion Henderson. They're both outstanding runners in their own right. There's no sense to lean on Travion that much. You don't need to have a 300-touch season like a Derrick Henry might have had in Alabama or Trent Richardson. You don't need that. Ohio State's got enough depth, and it's not a drop-off. From Henderson to Mayan Williams, it's really not a drop-off. They are both starting caliber running backs for any team in the Big Ten and many teams in the country. That's how good they are. Um, and, and Ryan Day talked about that after the game. He talked about the fact that, you know, both of them are unselfish, that neither one is sitting there complaining about not getting the ball enough and not be wanting touchdowns, and, and that's fantastic. That's all built into this Ohio State culture that Ryan Day and this coaching staff um, and the leadership on this team have kind of built. So uh, it's fun to watch. That's what I'm saying. The offense, I can't find a flaw in it. There's, it would take a, in, just an incredibly – uh, negative performance on all counts for Ohio State to have our time. Because the running game's not working, the passing game should. It'd be really hard to see a situation where both of them are not working at the same time. And if a team keys on the run, if a defensive team keys on the run, obviously Ohio State can beat through the air. You can't double-team Ohio State's wide receivers. There are so many great receivers out there. If you try to focus on one of them, two other five-star studs are going to be open. So, um, again, look, Wisconsin, 55-21. And it wasn't even that close. It was a bigger blowout even than that. So um, Cade Stover, the tight end, looked great as well. Uh, he had four catches, 51 yards, uh, played really tough out there, looked good. That's somebody else who, um, as C.J. Stroud referred to him after the game, as a Swiss Army knife is what he said. He can run, he can block, he can do anything. And so, um, you know, Cade Stover, there's a lot of Ohio State tight ends that have come through and not had a chance to really be showcase tight ends because of the fact that Ohio State's had so many other weapons and they've really needed their tight ends to do more blocking uh, than anything else. So um, 
anyway, that uh, that's what's cool about this is that um, you know Ohio State's offense click on all cylinders. Love watching it. A lot of fun. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Tommy Eichenberg had 14 tackles, which is a number higher than you see most of the time anymore in college football. If you remember back in the 80s and 90s, especially in the 80s, with Marcus Merrick, Chris Spielman, I think Spielman had 29 in a game against Michigan or some ridiculous amount. Those numbers don't happen anymore. 14 uh, is a big number, career high for Eichenberger. Second straight time, he had double digits as far as tackles go. All right, so now we're looking ahead. Ohio State 4-0. They take on Rutgers now this week, homecoming at Ohio State. Uh, Rutgers was 3-0 and uh, before losing to Iowa. They got beat 27-10 to by the Hawkeyes. You know, and Rutgers, they're 3-0. and They start off kind of deceptive because, look, they beat Boston College by a point. They had to come back to win that one. They beat Wagner 66 to nothing, and then barely beat Temple 16-14. to So um, it, Rutgers on a Greg Schiano. Look, Greg Schiano's a great coach. Did wonderful things there before. Came to Ohio State. Did nice things for Ohio State as well. So um, it's – I don't expect, though, Rutgers to give Ohio State much of a game in this one. Like I say, I know they're 3-1, and one, and I know that, uh, you know, that Shiano's got familiarity with Ohio State. Just having familiarity, though, doesn't mean you're going to be successful because there's no way Rutgers lines up with the athletes that Ohio State has. So might be close very, very early. I still expect Ohio State to run away with this one. Um, this will be the 597th game, by the way, at Ohio Stadium for, for the Buckeyes on this one. Um, Ohio State enters the game as the only team in the country averaging at least 300 yards a game passing and at least 200 yards rushing. Uh, Rutgers comes in. Like I said, their offense has been – scored 66 on Wagner. That's great. But their offense, other than that, there really has not been anything to write home about. Against Iowa, for instance, even um, Iowa scored 27. But two of those touchdowns Iowa scored. They only scored one offensive touchdown. The, the Hawkeyes did. The other two – one was on an interception return, and one was on a fumble return. So um, I look for Ohio State's defense to take advantage of that. I think there will be some big plays for the Buckeyes. They have certainly capabilities um, to force turnovers and maybe get some big plays. Once Ohio State, uh, the defensive players get the ball in their hands, they're really tough to bring down, I think. So um, I like the chance of the Buckeyes getting a defensive, uh, maybe not a defensive touchdown, but certainly a couple of big defensive plays in here. I think Rutgers is going to have a hard time matching up with the Buckeyes there. Um, Rutgers, uh, they've got their um, – Johnny Langens, their starting tight end. Matt Alimo um, came in for them last week, their backup tight end. and But their sophomore, Victor Konopka, one of their more important players, it looked like uh, it was hurt. And uh, Shiano said he's probably going to miss some time on this one. So, um, I, And Rutgers also with their quarterback, Evan Simon. Uh, he's completing just under 62% of his passes. He got three touchdowns, two interceptions through the four games. Only 566 yards passing so far for him. Um, so I, I don't expect, look, it's going to be a typical situation where a team's going to have to throw the ball against the Buckeyes because they're going to be behind. I think Rutgers falls behind early. Ohio State forces them to throw the ball to try to stay in the game. And then Ohio State makes big plays, sits back there and licks their chops on defense, makes big plays. The line's 40 and a half. Um, I, I expected Ohio State to cover against Wisconsin, and they did. I expect them to do the same against Rutgers this Saturday at homecoming. Um, I think that the, the normal – Suspects have big games against Stroud, Henderson, Mayan Williams. I think you'll see Julian Fleming, Marvin Harrison have big games as well. Kate Stover again. I see a lot of uh, what happened in the Wisconsin game probably only a little bit worse. So uh, I do think Ohio State covers a 40-and-a-half. Easy victory against Rutgers um, before we uh, hit into the Michigan State game. And then the bye week, the Michigan State game, the first true road game coming up next week um, on October 8th, a bye week October 15th, and hosting Iowa October 22nd. Key game of the Big Ten this week will be Michigan at Iowa. Uh, the Wolverines, who are still in the top four or five of the major polls, depending on which ones you're looking at, and 
uh, undefeated, taking on Iowa on the road. Always a tough place for the Wolverines to play. Uh, Michigan did not look that sharp against Maryland last week. Maryland gave them a gift to start the game by fumbling the kickoff and Michigan getting great field position going in for a touchdown, but Michigan had to hold on for dear life in that one uh, to beat the Terrapins. So uh, after Michigan's very easy start of their schedule, they now have a tough road contest. Their first true road test uh, will be this week against Iowa. Again, um, tough game for them. We'll see what happens in that one, though. Uh, the Big Ten, by the way, one other note I want to talk about with uh, conference realignment, and there's a report came out on CBS that um, the Big Ten is considering, has talked to, has thrown around the idea of adding Cal, Oregon, Stanford, and Washington, four Pac-12 schools. And the thought being that if those four come in, Big Ten then goes to 20. They probably hold serve at that. But if that happens, there could be uh, four schools that leave the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12, and then the Pac-12 dissolves. So I think this is going to be important to watch how this plays out because um, if the Big Ten adds four, I don't. I think Notre Dame's left out then. So I don't know if this is a ploy to have this news come out that Ohio State wants to get Stanford and plus three of these teams. I think that'd be the ideal situation. But if Notre Dame's not playing ball, they're not playing ball. So um, either way, I do expect the Big Ten to make another jump here. And, uh, you know, it, it's too bad to think the Pac-12 is going to go away, but that's what's going to happen. Out of those schools I mentioned, Cal, Oregon, and Stanford make the most sense to me. If they can add them and add Notre Dame, I think that'd be huge. So, uh, but if Notre Dame's still saying no and they want to be stubborn about it, then I'd be, I have no problem adding California, Oregon, and Stanford to the Big Ten. So uh, that's it for today's Buckeye Blitz. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, again, I'm Tito Jeff Fidoff at That Happens. Lots of into. We'll talk tomorrow about the Ohio State men's basketball team uh, as they started a practice now. Big news there as well and where they're at with this team, Justice Suing. We'll make sure we talk about that next. Again, thanks a lot for tuning in at the uh, the Buckeye Blitz. I am Jeff Tito. Fill off that. It happens. Thanks.